Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about passionate people. And I'm so blessed because ever since I started this podcast, I've just met so many incredible people, inspiring people in this world. And I just can't wait to share more stories with you. The whole purpose of this platform is to get people to share their stories and hopefully out there, you listening will get inspired to find your passion and go after it. Um, If you haven't already, don't forget to like and subscribe, hit the bell so you can be notified every single time I post a new story on here. I have a very special guest today. She is truly inspiring and just has a gift, a gift to uplift people to their highest potential. And I've only known her a short time but I've seen it in the flesh and it's very exciting. And I can't wait to introduce her to you so you guys can see what she's been up to. I recently met her through um, a dental hygiene convention, first time going RDH under one roof and RDH evolution in Orlando this year. And I was just so grateful. It's just been such an enlightening and very powerful week of learning and meeting and networking with a lot of people of with like minds. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to editor-in-chief of RDH Magazine, Jackie Saunders. Woo! Well, hi, Bev. Thank you for that beautiful, wonderful introduction. Um, It's been such a joy to meet you. And I was glad to uh, meet you at RDH Evolution, spend time with you at Under One Roof. And now we get to sit here and just be friends on your podcast and uh, share some information with our colleagues. Absolutely. And I just want to kind of share the way I got introduced to you was through Amber Oji or Augur, however you pronounce her name. But she, um, I, inter- I interviewed her a couple of episodes ago, and I met her through the convention in Hinman here in Atlanta. And she was the one who told me about you and how you just really open a lot of dental hygienist eyes to the different ways you can make your career go. It doesn't only have to be one lane, which a lot of people who go into this profession don't even realize the just, you know, the there are no barriers. You can, you can do so much with your dental hygiene career. And I just find that so fascinating. It just opens a lot of doors for a lot of people who don't even realize what's out there. And, um, you you know, number one, first point you made is the power of networking. It's the more people who know what you're looking for, what your passions are, what your ambitions are, then the more that person can introduce you to people with like minds. And so um, I'm glad that Amber introduced us to each other. And then the second point you made is um, dental hygiene is not all clinical. That's where we all need to spend the beginning of our time because I always tell new grads that's really when school starts is when you see that first patient on your own. But there are so many avenues that the clinical hygienists can transition to part-time, full-time, if they have health issues that they can move on and do other things. But it's a very, very diverse career and it's continuing to branch out in other directions, even now post-COVID. Yes. And, you know, that is very inspiring to me, just being in that room with all the different hygienists that are um, venturing out and doing so much with their license, you know, and 
I mean, there really are no boundaries <laughs> as long as you meet the right people and, you know, you have that kind of drive, you can do so much. And I just find that really, really cool. Cause honestly, like when I went into dental hygiene school, I didn't, I mean, I was just like, Oh, people, the way I got sold was people say it's flexible. You can travel, you can have a family, you know, like you can choose your schedule. And I was like, I'm sold, you know, but <laughs> when I actually jumped into the career, I found that, um, I don't know, I, I felt stuck in my own limiting beliefs, I guess. Um, and wondering what else, what else is there? I never thought beyond, okay, what, what happens if I get injured or what happens if I, you know, I'm a single mom or what happens, you know, I never thought that far in advance. So once you're in that career and you're head on, like, it's good to know that, there is other options out there for us. I, I had spent so much time in dentistry. Uh, as many hygienists, I started as an assistant, went into office management, started working with the coaching. And so I actually didn't graduate from hygiene school until I was 38. So I was very aware of all of the different aspects, all of the different things that are out there for hygienists. And so uh, I, I never felt stuck. I feel bad for the hygienists that do feel like they're stuck because I, I recently had a conversation with um, an individual that was in a not a happy situation in an office. And I said, you know, it, it's time for you to take charge of your own life again. It's time for you to make those decisions on what you want to do, whether you want to be there or not. As long as you start looking for your next step, then it makes being there feel a little bit easier. But there are, it, it's just finding the right people to help you find those answers. And uh, I now have uh, 45 other hygienists who attended Evolution that can um, reach out and help those people that are looking for different directions. That is so cool. So I, I kind of just want to go backwards a little bit. Um, okay. I always ask people in dentistry this because every time I talk to people, they're like, you know, why dental hygiene? Like that is just such other people can't fathom the idea of being in somebody's mouth, <laughs> why you would choose that to be your career. You know, so I just want to ask you, I ask all the people in the dental field this, why did you choose dental hygiene initially? Initially, I chose dental hygiene. Uh, well, there's, there's a lot of reasons. There's not an initial reason, but what drove me to go back is I was working as an office manager. I went in and asked for a raise and the dentist said, I'll never pay you more than I'm paying you now. And that was what inspired me to figure out what was next for Jackie, because I'm ob obviously a continual learner and wanted more. And so that's why I went back to hygiene school late in life. But and not that late in life, really. But um, I've always been a caretaker. I, I loved my patients. I was clinical hygiene for um, almost 14 years. And I always connected with my patients. And when I actually left a 10-year job in Utah, they had a party for me when I moved. And a hygienist never really realizes how much of a difference we make in somebody's life until you get ready to, to leave them. And that probably transitioned my life immediately because I never realized how much of a difference I made until people started telling me, you know, 
my, my children grew up with you, who are they going to go to now? But um, I think hygienists by heart care about people and we want to make a difference in people's lives. Absolutely. It was funny because I was the oldest, one of the oldest um, students in my dental hygiene class. Um, I thought I was getting in on the late end too. You know, I, I graduated at 30 and everyone in my class was all like, you know, 19, yeah. <laughs> 22 years old, you know, and, you know, I felt like the, the mother, the, the immature mother yeah. <laughs> of the group. I don't know. I, I just find it so awesome that you, there's no Absolutely. set way to do it. You were at, were at one office for a long time. And, you know, I've, I feel like there's such a trend or a change nowadays. Like, I feel like um, a lot of hygienists like to float around and experience all kinds of offices before they settle, you know, for a home per se. Like, and I don't know, for me, when, right when I jumped out of hygiene school, I was just like, I need experience, you know, and, you know, I kind of planted my my seat and in, in, in a place where I knew I could learn as much as I could in a short period of time. But I don't know, I'm not one to jump around. I like to build relationships and with the patients, you know, it takes like two years just to meet everybody. Well, and you know, there's, there's pros and cons to both, which is, you know, something in, in my day, right out of school, uh, temp hygienists weren't a a key job. I mean, you know, it wasn't something that hygiene really was looked at for as just temporary. But now, you know, those of us who want full-time positions, we can do those full-time positions. Or if you're an individual that, I mean, some hygienists love being somewhere different every day or every other week because they don't get involved in the office politics or they can manage their own schedules better if they have additional needs outside of work that they need to take care of. So it, it's, as I said, it's just um, provided the hygienist and a different career path if they want to work temporary. Yes. And I just love that there's that option, you know, right. like right. you have choices. So in the dental world, like the, in the clinical setting, what, what was your favorite thing about it? Like what, what was, what inspired you? What excited you? my patients. <laughs> um, I was fortunate when I right out of hygiene school, I was um, hired by a father and son who had not had a hygienist before. And because of my dental experience, um, they gave me the opportunity to build the hygiene department the best way I saw fit. And I had two operatories and I worked with a dedicated assistant who was my best friend and still is a very, very good friend today. And we worked together and provided quality care for our patients. We worked two chairs. She did everything that she was able to do. We worked in Utah, so that was quite a bit. She did all of my x-rays. She did the health screenings. She did all the coronal polishing and fluorides. And then when we had perio patients, then she would assist me. And that was probably the funnest clinical experience I had because with a full-time assistant, you can uh, see more patients. Some hygienists don't think that is the path they want to go down. And I understand that and I respect that. But I also enjoyed it because it gave me so much diversity and we could see so many more patients. We could provide quality care 
because we both were very skilled at what we did. So um, that is what inspired me is just getting to know my patients. Um, I, I like people. Yes. I think that's my favorite part too. Like, I mean, sometimes it's like, I just meet somebody, a new patient and it's like, wait, I forgot to give you a hug, you know, like (laughs) they leave (laughs) and I don't know. And just meeting their family, you know, seeing them grow and, and seeing a a patient go from being fearful to all of a sudden excited to show you what they've accomplished, you know, like, Hey, I've lost every single day since the last time I saw you, you know, like they're, they're excited to come in and tell you about their progress. And that's exciting to me. Like when I know that my education and, you know, what I communicated made a difference in their lives. Well, and, and we know when you stay in one um, office for an extended period of time, you get to know your patients, you get to know their, what their quirks are. You can talk them through that, those scary hard places they don't like. You know what kind of flavor of paste they can't handle or what grit they don't like. Or, you know, I worked with a lot of patients who had special needs as children and learned how to work with their needs, whatever they may be at that time. So it's being at one place, uh, those patients become very important people to you. I find it interesting that you started in the front office and made your way to the clinical setting. A lot of, I mean, I guess when I look at it, I started, my very first job ever was in a dental office. (laughs) I was getting my teeth cleaned and, you know, the dentist was like, oh, what are you doing this summer? And I was like, oh, I was trying to get a job at Jack in a Box across the street. And I got declined. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, you want to work here? And I'm like, seriously? He's like, you can start right after your appointment. Like, that's how I got my foot in the door into dentistry. Yeah. (laughs) And um, yeah. Yeah. My dad was a dentist. So I started at a very young age um, working for my, um, assisting him. And then um, I went through a dental assisting program. And so then after that is when I went to the front office work. Oh, uh, you really, you grew up. Yes. And that's, I, I think it was a benefit to me because I, I understood the, the um, needs of the dentist, you know, uh, respect the needs of the dentist, respect the uh, overhead and the cost that a dentist is facing. So I saw dentistry in a different light. I was able to see the office as a whole. And uh, I was taught early on in my career, you know, understanding um, the costs and the whys and the what fors. And a practice isn't just about the patient care. It's about keeping those doors open for your patients. So it was a full spectrum. I kind of got a a view from the backside. Yes. No wonder you're so amazing. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. no. You have the bones of a a dental hygienist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I always say my, my dad gave me my passion for dentistry and my mom gave me my joy for life. So Aww, that's awesome. And it's funny because like a lot of people in the dental world I meet, you know, they are in dentistry because they have family, mm-hmm. but I, my sisters, they're all like, I have a nurse and I have lawyers in my family. Yeah. I have two sisters and they're both like, I don't know how you ever stuck your hands in somebody's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it takes a, a special person to be a dental hygienist for sure. 
but we love it, you know, (laughs) as far as your career, like how, at what point in your career in dentistry, did you decide to go into the whole field of progressing the, the, the profession? You know, I like to call, call them chapters or, or stepping stones. There's, there's different things that come along in life that make us change, whether we want to or not. And I left the job uh, in Utah and moved to Illinois and could not find the similar type of office, which kind of questioned my passion for clinical care. And I actually started networking. I was part of the um, ADHA uh, association and was um, in our, uh, in a rural area. I'm trying to remember the name of it, Western Suburban Dental Hygiene Association. And um, met all of the individuals that I had been admiring from afar, um, being in Utah. You know, I read RDH every month and I wondered how these women got to where they were going. And lo and behold, I met Carol Jan, who had been an idol of mine for years. And uh, at the same time, I was looking for that transition. I shared some time with Carol. She was kind enough to go to lunch with me. And once she knew, once again, here's the networking. Once she knew I was looking for other opportunities, several weeks later, she called and let me know she was building an educator's program and asked me if I'd want to do that part-time. So it provided me the opportunity to still do clinical, but then it also provided me the opportunity to dip my toe into the corporate world and travel with Waterpick, work at trade shows, um, work at the exhibit booth, and promote a product that I believed in. And that gave me the drive to want to learn more about this corporate side of things. So I just started sending out resumes like crazy and did several interviews with different companies and ended up with Sunstar and worked with them for 11 years. So it's just letting people know what you're looking for. Yes. Networking. You know, Amber, Amber really opened my eyes to that whole thing. And just me having the courage to walk up to her after her, um, her speaking event at Hinman, I just walked right up to her and I was like, oh my God, I love you. You know, let me interview you. And she's like, okay, you know, like it was so easy. And after that, like she opened so many doors for me. And one of those doors were, was you. And I'm so grateful. I just see myself as, as just a real person. I'm a hygienist, just like you. I'm just older. I'm just further down the road. I've learned some from the school of hard knocks. And when I hear that people are afraid to approach me or talk to me, it's, it's almost saddens me because it's like, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just a hygienist trying to find her way. But um, networking is, I I can't say enough about it. It's Mm. it's just, um, and hygienists do it so easily. Yes. Yeah. So, and you, I can't even imagine you not being approachable. Like from the second, like we had our first phone call together, I was like feeling like we knew each other for years already. (laughs) You're such an easygoing person. And I think as a dental hygienist, like I wasn't always like that. When I first started in dentistry, I was so shy and introverted and I feel like this profession just really opened me up and got me out of my shell. It was a very positive thing in my life. Yeah, for sure. And ironically, I have an introverted side to me. 
And I think it's because, and which I, I would like all hygienists to realize it's okay to be a little introverted because all day long, we give of ourselves to every patient. And often we go home at night and the last thing you want to do is talk to somebody else. And you kind of have to have that safe zone that you can go. And I call it recharging my battery. And I go there pretty often. My, my husband is aware. He's like, you just need to go recharge because we do, we give, we give, we give, we give. And at some point you have to stop and give back to yourself mm-hmm. or you're just going to burn yourself out. And uh, that's one thing I think we've seen a lot here lately. A lot of content has been written about burnout. And often it's because we don't provide ourselves enough time to um, regroup and do something kind for ourselves. Absolutely. And people come into our chair. I don't know if it's because they're laying down. It's a very vulnerable position. And, you know, they, you know, they, they unload, they either unload on you or mm-hmm. they just, you know, project their fear onto you or they don't say anything and they just kind of, you know, scrunch up and, and you're like, what are you thinking? You know, but um, it's everyone is everyone's fears come out in a different way. And you as a hygienist have to um, be able to read them and make them feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. It, well, it, it's, it's, it's respect. I think we need to real, I mean, sometimes the fears are legit. They're phobias. They're, they're legitimately afraid to be there. And, you know, sometimes you see these comments on social media, people talking about their patients and we're there to care for them, not to judge them or belittle them or, you know, and yes, there are difficult patients, but you know, there's also difficult people at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. but, but that patient in your chair is, is there to be cared for by you. So yes. Put on that hygiene smile. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like sometimes I, the challenge of having a, a difficult patient and turning them around, like mm-hmm. I jump on that. I'm like, sure. <laughs> if I can turn this person into, uh, I can be that person's favorite person, you know, even though they hate being there like that, that I feel like yeah. I did my job, you know? Yeah. yeah. As editor and chief of RDH magazine, like how did that opportunity come around? Was it through Sunstar? Absolutely. Once again, it was that networking thing. So um, at Sunstar, I was managing professional relations. So I worked all the time with RDH magazine, with ad placement, with um, the award of distinction program, uh, what we were going to be sponsoring or doing it under one roof. So I built a relationship with the RDH team. And um, that was, you know, 11 years strong. And when an opportunity opened up at under one or at RDH magazine, um, I started negotiations and talking to them about the position and uh, the rest is history. I mean, I knew them, they knew, they knew me. I threw my name in the hat and uh, was very excited when I got the call. So once again, it's just people knowing when you're looking, what you're looking for and uh, the, the rest is history. I can't believe I've been there three years now, but, but wow. it's been three years, yeah. So tell me about RDH evolution and RDH under, under one roof. I just can't okay. believe that I've never heard of this convention before. And how long has it been around? 
Um, the RDH under one roof is uh, 22 years now. Um, so it's been around for quite a while. When it originally started, it was held on both coasts. They would have it twice a year. And then um, I don't remember what year it, it changed, but it came down to just once a year. And that has always been something I've, I've looked at and, and it has been one of my initiatives when I started with RDHs. You know, we've got over 100,000 hygienists out there who are needing a network, looking for answers, looking for solutions, and only approximately, you know, three to 5,000 of them know of under one roof. So we've got a lot of hygienists out there that don't know about under one roof. So we're figuring out ways to spread the word. But also we have a large population of those hygienists who can't afford to travel once a year, maybe single mothers, maybe financially strapped, um, just don't have the means to uh, attend. And that is when we came up with Under One Roof Extended, which is the CE courses we have on Saturday now. And so we started figuring out different ways to reach these hygienists. But it's been around for 22 years, and um, this year was just epic. Uh, it was bigger and better than we ever expected it to be. And then with RDH Extended, uh, we actually hosted, I think it was in 2018 or 2019, COVID got my numbers all messed up, but we did have one extended live event um, held here in Chicago. And then we um, had to cancel the one for COVID. We tried to do it virtual, but it just didn't feel right. So this was the second RDH extend or evolution, excuse me, too many E's, RDH evolution. It was, for many years, there was a program called Career Fusion. And I was fortunate to attend numerous times. And it was a career development platform that truly changed my life, changed my career path. And it was all about networking, um, building confidence, finding the people that thought like you did and would support you. And when that program closed, there were a lot of hygienists still looking for what's my next step. And I wanted to find that next step, but I never wanted to try to replicate career fusion because it was a magical program and it was a one of a kind. So we went down our own path, uh, RDH, um, the publisher, Craig Dixon had listened to my dreams. And when I started working with him, we decided to launch the second one. And it's, uh, it, was, it was scary because I wasn't sure how things were gonna turn out this year, but it was amazing that the group of individuals that were in the room, it became very evident that they were meant to be there, that they were meant to meet each other. We all became vulnerable with each other. And I think everybody left there knowing their next steps. And I have heard from almost every single one of you. And that touches my heart to know that what we have created is making a difference. Absolutely. So those of you listening, especially if you're a hygienist, um, RDH evolution, uh, that was like the, at the beginning of the week. And then RDH under one roof was like at the end of the week. 
And it was just so incredible, a very tight knit group of dental hygienists who want to get to the next level in their career. And um, I heard about it through Amber. Um, She's the one who told me about it and she introduced me to you. Um, And I just two days, I cannot believe like how much I learned in two days. Like it was like drinking through a fire hose, but you're like happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like super happy about it. And the the friends that you make in such a short period of time and, you know, everyone's so open and helpful to each other. You didn't feel um, intimidated by anyone, you know, no competing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, there wasn't any, um, it, I, I received some comments from a couple of people who it was their first time attending under one roof. And they said by going to evolution first, it made, under one roof, even more fun, because any meeting you'd walk into any networking event, any reception, you saw somebody you already knew. So they didn't feel like they were a first time attending under one roof, because they already knew so many people. Right, right. I I was one of those people. (laughs) Like, Oh, I have someone to sit by, you know, like, and I have to say that I was fed very well throughout the whole (laughs) week. It was awesome. You know, like when you're learning, you have to like uh, nourish your brain yeah, <laughs> at the yeah. same time. Lots of breaks, lots of snacks, yes. <laughs> lots of hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> really, really great um, resort. Uh, the Gaylord Palms. Um, amazing place to have a convention like that. Very yeah. beautiful and just uh, comfortable. Everything was comfortable about it. Yeah, everything it's, it's, uh, we're the, the next event is at the Gaylord as well in Nashville, it'll be at the Nashville Gaylord. And everything's uh, literally, uh, as the name says, under one roof. But you don't have to, you know, trek a long way, you don't have to get in cabs and go anywhere else. But this year, we did have issues because uh, we were so large, we had to get additional hotel rooms. So we had buses shuttling people back and forth. But we made it work. We made it work. Yes. I had such a great time, like very inspiring week. Like when you, when you leave an event like that, you just feel so on fire. I was like reaching out to all my classmates from hygiene school going, Oh my God, you guys need to come. You know, it, it was, Perfect. it was awesome. Yeah. I, I hope that I see some of my classmates at the next one. I, I've been kind that of would be great. about it. Is there any? I don't know, sneak peeks that you guys have about next year, besides the fact that it's in Nashville, which I've never been before. So I'm really excited about that. Sneak peeks. Well, the dates are July 20th through the 22nd. Um, We're looking at evolution, of course, will be um, the days before. So that would be what the 18th, 19th and 20th. Um, We're looking at possibly making evolution a little bit um, start sooner. Uh, Many of the attendees said there was just so much, um, you know, they want, the attendees want a little bit more time to to spend with each other. Uh, A little sneak peek I can give you is some of the corporate sponsors saw what we had created and the success. And so we will have more corporate sponsors at the uh, third RDH evolution. So that opens more opportunities for the sponsors to interact with you, to meet you. So we're going to build some additional platforms around networking with the corporate sponsors. 
Oh, great. So that will be happening at Evolution. Of course, um, under one roof is, uh, you know, uh, going to probably stay the same. You know, we were, we, we don't want to change something that's working. So um, the abstracts are closing, I believe that tomorrow, Friday, yeah, end of day tomorrow, and then we'll start judging and um, evaluating the submissions looking for speakers. So the speaker announcements will probably be coming out here within the next two months. So fast. And registration's already started. It, oh, it's good like Lord. I, it's like I shared with you the other day. I, I came home from Under One Roof on Monday and we had our first meeting for Under One Roof 2023 on Tuesday. So <laughs> it, it's a year round process. But yeah, we've already got people signing up for Under One Roof. I've had quite a few emails coming through, you know, people wanting to sign up for Evolution. Of course, evolution will stay a limited um, attendance. It's, it's better to keep it small and personable. So I will be making an announcement as soon as those doors open up for, for registration. Um, I think the, the speaker platform for evolution will stay the same, but we've got a couple of little surprises there that I can't let the cat out of the bag yet. <laughs> but um, it's, it's just... Uh, it's growing. It's obviously uh, the evolution is a platform that a lot of hygienists are looking for. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was a success. Yes, it, it was absolutely. I'm so excited about it. And I wanted to mention Pulp Den. Um, I was one of the lucky recipients um, to get like a scholarship, like a discount mm-hmm. off of the whole program. And I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity because, you know, I am a single mom and it's hard for me to pick up and leave my kids for a whole week. Like I've never been away from them for that long, you know? (laughs) So I'm just so grateful that I had that opportunity and I had that financial help um, getting down there so I could enjoy for the whole week. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, the one thing, the, the end of the companies that do sponsor have the opportunity to select hygienists and cover a portion of their registration. So as those opportunities come up, um, I, I know, you know, Pulp did actually uh, turn to me to provide them with some names of people who were looking. Elevate actually uh, did a search through their social media site. So there's different ways that the manufacturers are selecting the people that they want to sponsor. But I, I know as well that with the pulp dent sponsorships, they actually took those that they sponsored out to dinner. And you guys all had the opportunity to sit and get to know each other a little bit better and, and uh, share some time with them. And through that, you know, at through that, sometimes some of these things might turn into to jobs. Sometimes it might turn into speaking opportunities. It might turn into writing opportunities. If nothing else, it might just be fantastic experience that makes you realize what you do want to do and what you don't want to do. You right. know, for many years, I thought I was supposed to be a speaker. For many years, I thought I was supposed to be a writer. And finally, through a career development program, I figured out and learned that I'm meant to be a mentor. I love coaching people and guiding them and lifting them up and helping them find their next step. And once I had that clarity, everything else started falling into place. Yes. So that's where these, these programs benefit the person that's not, I mean, you don't have, I don't want people to think they have to know what they want to do to come to evolution because that's part of our program is to help you figure out what you want to do. Right. 
And what I loved about it was everything just seemed so possible afterwards, you know, like before going in, you're just like, oh, I can't do that. You know, like, that's not me. I don't know if I can have the courage or whatever is, you know, but when you, when you're in there and you're seeing and listening to everybody's experiences and how they got from one point to the next, it just seems so, uh, you know, attainable. Everything seems so attainable. And the people you meet, you know, you actually know a person that can help you get there. Like very, very cool experience. Exactly. 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 Yeah. You've always, you know, and, and, and I say that as well, even in the role I'm at, I I've got 45 new friends. Uh, I've, I've got my handbook. So when there's a topic or something I need to know about, I've, I've got the attendees to reach out to and say, Hey, I need help with content on this or that or whatever. So it's, it's just um, building that circle of friends. I mean, mm-hmm. we laughed, we cried, we had fun, you know, we danced. Uh, it, it was all there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I just can't wait till next year. And I, I know it's just going to grow. And the people that you meet are just so amazing. Uh, just very inspiring. I just can't wait to see what happens, you know, with everybody yeah. that I've met so far and where they're going to yeah. go. Yeah. Well, and, and for the listener, one thing that we did do um, with, with the group this year is we actually started a, a private Facebook group. So everybody's been able to stay in touch. Everybody's been able to share their wins, uh, you know, what's going on. And it, that, that's been fun to watch as well, is that this group of individuals is staying in touch and supporting each other and becoming each other's cheerleader. That is so awesome. Yes. And you know, those hygienists out there, like I always hear so many stories of people just, uh, just being so tired, you know, and just feeling like stuck, like we were talking about. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like a lot of it is just about your own perception of things. Like after going to that event, I just look at my office where I'm at totally differently, you know, even the way I communicate with the doctors or with my coworkers, everything is just different now. Like I, I see everything, the profession through different eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I am just like, I I get excited because I'm like, how can I uh, make a difference? How can I affect, you know, my surroundings in a positive way? And I feel like once you have that view, that viewpoint, it just changes everything. And you don't feel so burnt out because, you know, you have a, I don't know, like a, you have a, a view of where you're going, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I, th- I think sometimes certain types of burnout, not all, but some of the burnout is just because you don't know what your next step is. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you have a vision and you're, even if it's just baby steps to get there, you feel like you're progressing rather than being stuck. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just, I'm so excited and I just want to thank you for being who you are and you're so great at what you do. Like, I don't think you realize how, how good you are. Like just being in your presence, like as a dental hygienist, like I I love your energy. You're, you're so good at making people feel confident. I don't know if it's just, and it's your vibes. It's not even like, you don't even have to say anything. And, you know, like you just, you have that energy that makes people want to do good, you know? And that's what a leader is. And you're a really great one. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm very humbled. Um, I, I like to say that you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And I have a lot of positive energy friends that support me, but, but thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you, you feel what my true intent is, which is to lift others up and make them realize that they can do bigger and better things. Yes. So um, one more thing before we end the interview, like when we talk about the positive people you surround yourself with, do you have a very specific person or people that you can you think of that really helped you like get outside of yourself to know that you can do what you wanted to do? Like who who pushed you past that that barrier? Oh, you're you're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My family my family. Um, I have two amazing sisters. I have a mother who is still fortunately with me. She's 91 years old. And, um, you know, we all have a hard place in our lives. And that hard place, my family became most important to me. Uh, My two sisters and my mother, I'm the I'm the middle child. So (laughs) that explains some of my, my quirks. (laughs) would be family. I always tell people, you know, when they have challenges or apologize to me for having to reschedule or something, I'm always family is first. Family, family, family. I mean, you as a single mother, you, you understand that. And um, so it would, it would be my sisters and my own mom. They're the ones, I, I think, because they're the ones who truly know me. They're the ones that watch me as a kid on my pogo stick. They're the ones that keep me grounded to who Jackie is and what, what Jackie's potential is. That's great. That's so thank you so much for sharing. I I really appreciate that. that. Absolutely. And how can people find you or contact you? Like if they have questions about RDH under one roof or evolution, where can they go to find more information? Well, I'm pretty easy to find my email address is right in front of RDH magazine. But it's J Sanders at EndeavorB2B.com. So that, you know, my, my email is the best one, um, which I shared with you in evolution. I very seldom do business through social media. I, I don't watch my message board on Facebook or Instagram or my emails are so busy that I almost don't have time to do that. So um, J Sanders at EndeavorB2B.com. Thank you so much. Absolutely and I, I will definitely drop it uh, into the descriptions also. Okay. So um, people can, you know, have a reference, but I appreciate you coming on here and talking with me. I had so much fun and I just want to like share with all the dental hygienists out there or hygienists who are looking to be a hygienist, you know, and step into this career, um, get excited about it. Cause it, it really is progressing and it's not a place that you can get stuck. Like a lot of people think um, there's yeah. so much, so much that you can do with your license and with your education. And it's so much more than just cleaning teeth. It's um, it really is like so inspiring. And the people I've met in this profession is just unbelievable. Yeah. So I want to thank you for coming on here and sharing with uh, my audience and, um, good luck to you and whatever you need from me, do not hesitate to reach out. Oh, I've got your phone number, Beth. I can get you. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, you can anytime too. Doesn't matter what yeah. time. Congratulations to you for reaching for your dream. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love watching you shine. So thank you, thank you for this opportunity to share with our colleagues. Absolutely. And thank you all for coming here and visiting us on Dark Horse Matters, the show about passionate people, people who want to go after their dreams and find their happiness. Until next time, be passionate.